0: Hello and welcome to Digital Know How. This podcast series is brought to you by Digital Works Group. Our team of experts are here to share straight-talking, no-nonsense, practical information and advice for successful digital transformation. In this episode today, we are discussing innovation in utilities and the role of intelligent automation. As disruptive forces continue to transform the utility sector, many companies are turning to digital technologies to drive innovation so they can compete in what is an increasingly volatile and uncertain era. I'm delighted to say I'm joined by two digital experts, Damon Harding at Digital Works Group. He has been transforming complex businesses for over 20 years for the likes of Carphone Warehouse, TalkTalk and World Vision. And Joe Wheatley from Triad. Joe has a passion for leading tech-enabled change and transformation in the consulting space, and he now leads Triad's automation and AI practice. Firstly, welcome to you both. So, Damon, I'd like to start by getting a better understanding of the types of challenges the utility industry are facing right now.
1: Utilities industries are facing some massive challenges at the moment, and I think probably the most obvious one is COVID-19, that to run large operations, applying social distancing and all the constraints it, it is a huge challenge to the industry. But I think underlying that, there's also regulatory challenges with price capping, so they can't easily increase their prices. We've got uh, challenges from competition and new entrants, and we know that people are switching. of people last year switched to providers, and we know the proportion of people who've never switched is falling. So that's around about 50%. There are also some big environmental challenges. Minimizing impact on the environment is a very important thing for consumers now, but utilities need to take notice of that. Reducing leakage, metering usage, getting ready for solar power and connecting that to the grid and getting ready for electric vehicles. Power systems all need upgrading, particularly in B2B, people need charging points um, yeah. for their businesses. I think we've, we've also got some challenges from innovation. Um, so we've got the new entrants who are scaling fast, you've got incumbents that have got large um, cost bases, and they need to become leaner to compete. So they've got requirements to reduce the costs rapidly yet they need to make sure they do it in a compliant way that doesn't get them into trouble with regulators or reduce their customer service levels. Uh, The final thing I'd say is that the utilities all have quite a large, costly skilled labour force, and they're all looking at better ways of utilising that skilled labour better and more efficiently. So I, I think those are the major challenges.
0: Thanks for that, Damon. And Joe, would you say that mirrors what you're also seeing out there as well?
2: Yeah, absolutely. I mean... Of course, COVID-19 is having an impact on on the way that people work, but the challenges that businesses have been facing in the utility sector and beyond that have have been you know, growing and are similar, irrespective of COVID 19. You know, Damon mentioned that 20% of the market approximately switched last year, and that's not something that is just confined to the utility sector. That cost to serve your customers piece is a, is a really important thing across many industries. We've seen that ranging from fast moving consumer goods through to recruitment and into financial services and utilities. It's endemic that your customers are looking for a good deal and and so they should be absolutely and a big problem as Damon sort of references there is that the incumbents the larger companies in this area have legacy systems that they need to then scale up new products quite quickly using without going through the sort of investment and transformation cycles that you might have seen historically because they can't if they, if they were to do that, they wouldn't be able to keep up with the pace of innovation that these new challenges are bringing in. And to take that last point around skilled resources, well, there's nothing wrong with having skilled resources and you need to pay your skilled resources well, of course, but it's, it's about targeting their skill sets and their motivation, their ambition at the right things that will bring more value to your company and more value to your clients. And I think that that's something that a lot of companies in utilities and beyond are are struggling with, sort of getting their people out of the routine, mundane, administrative work and into the value-added areas.
0: Yeah, that's where your workforce is better employed, definitely. But if you had to pick one overriding challenge, what would you say is the most pressing?
2: The requirement to reduce costs because I think you know, with the controls that are coming into, into force around um, their ability to increase prices, uh, knowing that some of these are sort of um, you know, public utility type companies that are actually you know, privately owned now, and there is that pressure to continue delivering for customers, but continue delivering for shareholders as well. And I just think, although utilities are relatively sort of recession-proof as an industry, that there is always a downward pressure to cut costs where you can without impacting your service levels.
0: Damon, as partner in DWG strategy, leadership and innovation practice, can you tell us how you go about beginning to address some of these multiple challenges?
1: Yeah, well, obviously you start with a bit of discovery work. We would generally go in and do some sort of audit or analysis, um, understanding where the company is and what their risks and pain points are and where the the opportunities are. You have to have a a clear vision and strategy, even if you're working tactically, it's important to know where that piece of work fits in, in the overall strategy. So we would always check to make sure that there was clear vision within the organisation and also they've got a strategy, they know how they're going to achieve their vision. So we would help with that. The digital strategy piece should be part of the organizational strategy, but sometimes that needs kind of strengthening or bringing out how is technology aligned to the organizational vision and strategy of, of, of the business. We would do some work on um, value drivers, so uh, looking at what really drives value for the organization, what defines success. And I, I think then quickly back to the audit um, piece, sort of understanding the pain points in relation to the strategy. So what's causing the most pain and stress for the organization and what needs to be addressed first. When we're talking about tactical automation projects done in rapid timescales, not not all of this is possible sometimes a a strategic fix in the core systems is the right answer for the long term rather than using automation tools but even with tactical deployment of automation it's important to see where it fits into the big picture and what value it drives for the organization so an element of this process is always important even for tactical work
0: and damon you mentioned the role of understanding your value drivers can you clarify what value drivers are and why it's so important
1: Value drivers, they track what really defines success for an organisation. They include but also transcend the traditional KPIs such as revenue, profit and cost. Taking utilities, for example, where a greater focus on the environment and carbon neutral policies are becoming important to consumers. Companies that take these things seriously, that's attractive to consumers and it, it, it makes them more likely to stay. These things, they might increase costs, but if they make customers stay longer, they drive value for the organization. They're also helpful to drive strategic elements such as like digital enablement, where things are important strategically to the organization, but they keep getting pushed down the prioritization chain. Having value drivers related to those important strategic objectives helps flush them up and get them prioritized.
0: So Joe, you're Principal Consultant at Triads Automation and AI Practice, it'd be really helpful if you could explain what is actually meant by Intelligent Automation.
2: Intelligent Automation is a term that's grown out of Robotic Process Automation, which is something that has been around for a while but really came to, came to the market, came to prominence in the market maybe three four years ago it's a generic term for a suite of technologies from various vendors so a few of the big ones UI path loopers, and automation anywhere which can be programmed to interact with your current business systems and business applications in the same way that a person would and what that means is that they can be programmed to perform the processes that you or I might currently do using our internal ERP system or our finance system by interacting with the user interface the advantage of that of course is that it doesn't require sort of the long term costly investments in rebuilding these systems you know replacing them with a more modern version it might entail now the intelligent aspect of that has been sort of gradually added on over the last few years, and that's the sort of na- these narrow elements of artificial intelligence. And when I say narrow, I do mean narrow. So I'm talking about things mm. like optical character recognition, which has been around for a very long time, but is always improving, or speech to text. Also bits and pieces around sort of chatbots, and natural language processing. All of these things allow us to digitize and structure more data. Once we have that structured digital information that we can feed into the process, we're able to automate a much greater span of that process. We're also starting to deploy machine learning models, little algorithms in the areas of process that currently need to be done by a person, which is where a decision needs to be made that is a judgment-based decision where a human adds real value. And in doing that, we can augment our own decision-making by giving us more access to data. So we can talk a bit about why this is relevant to companies later, but the core of this is that we are able to free up people's time, as I mentioned earlier, to focus on the higher value pieces.
0: Which is fundamentally the important part of it all. Just sort of bringing things back to utilities, in what ways do automation and AI begin to address some of the challenges that you and Damon have have talked about?
2: If we break it down into the three sort of main themes that have been emerging around competition, around innovation and and sort of regulatory control, and then the requirement that is you know universal in the business world to reduce the cost to serve. there are new entrants coming to the market we discussed and and the uh, existing players struggle to be as adaptable and struggle to scale new products and services as quickly as new entrants can because they have long standing legacy systems and processes. Now, if you were to take an automation, you could program it to perform the work that is involved around a new service. And in doing so, it would do it faster than a person. You would see less errors. And that contributes to the customer experience when they're coming in. But also, because you can simply add more processing power, you don't need to bring in a workforce and train them up on that process and take all that time to do that. You can actually scale very quickly. On the innovation side, as I just said, we're we're able to scale products faster, but the key thing there is we can do it without investing in new systems. So your workforce that has been working with you maybe for five or 10 years, is very familiar with your your core systems, very familiar with the way in which you interact with your customers, is able to then more rapidly adapt to uh, the new service and to focus on that customer experience aspect of it without worrying about the administration so much. Now, all of this can help us to cut costs because we can replace or in places augment human labor, which is a big cost for a lot of businesses, not just in in utilities. A lot of automation programs are built on business or benefits cases that revolve around the replacement or augmentation of, of human labor, or rather of removing or reducing cost to serve in a specific area so that you can redeploy those resources to support another if we bring that back to the other two points if we can reduce the cost to serve in one of our core areas and that frees up 30 fte those 30 FTE can support a new product launch without Mm -hmm. any additional cost coming into Mm -hmm. the business now often we have as i mentioned companies employing skilled labor for routine work and we see that you know it's not just utilities we've seen that in the legal sector we've seen that in you know infrastructure project managers all sorts Um, And that's where the biggest cost savings can be made, those highly skilled people that command good salaries but aren't being put to best use.
0: And that's a big sales plus, isn't it? One of the problems is that when you talk about AI, there's a natural nervousness, isn't there? People are worried about their jobs. How is this gonna impact me? But actually what you're talking about is that you're enabling scale, agility, and directing the talent that you already have within the business you know and a
2: hundred years ago people were were worried about tractors um the thing is that the thing is that automation will to automate elements of jobs but it's not going to take a whole job so if you take mm-hmm. a job even in in um you know something that is working on a, a single process maybe in a contact center there are elements of their job that can go and can be automated and can be done by the computer, but they can't replace the judgment that we see from our, our staff and they can't replace the human-to-human interaction. People don't want to talk to chatbots. Businesses like chatbots because they're cost-effective. but People want to talk to people that they think understand the problems that they are having maybe with not being able to pay their utilities bill this month and to get that empathy and that's where we can't yeah. help them with automation. So it's definitely not about destroying everyone's job.
0: And then obviously, this goes back to what you were talking about, Damon, about where the key areas are that you need to focus. There is more competition. And actually, if we don't do these types of activities, we're not going to survive. Yeah. Thank you for that, Joe. So just coming back to you, Damon, if you were to offer a next step piece of advice for anyone in the utility business listening today, who maybe experienced some of these challenges as we've been discussing, what would it be?
1: Well, I'd say we'd love to talk to you about your challenges, about how we could help solve them. So I I would say get in touch either with Joe or myself.
0: That's great, Damon. Thank you. And Joe, do you have any final comments?
2: Uh, Yeah, just a quick one, I think, which is... And again, I'm I'm echoing something that Damon said earlier. I seem to have been doing that a lot today. Uh, He mentioned sort of audit and analysis. And I think the most important thing for companies is that they need to understand what's happening and where their pain points are so they know where to focus resources to get the biggest returns there's a lot of noise in the market and there's you know in utilities and also in automation there's a lot a lot of noise a lot of conflicting signals we've got challenges across the board and covid and Mm. regulatory controls improving and, and all that sort of thing and that first piece is to understand what the potential benefits are Um, You know, we won't go into any automation program or any program of work at all, for that matter, without knowing what we're supposed to get out of it. And I think most business leaders Mm. that might be listening to this be thinking the same. So, if they did want to get in touch, that's fantastic. But the first question we'll ask is, do you know what your biggest challenges
0: are? Certainly, I think COVID nineteen is going to rapidly bring these challenges further up to the surface.
2: think there are a lot of things that were seen as being important but not urgent before this happened and now they're being seen as important and
1: urgent. I think that combined with the um, price capping and the regulations of the industry competitive pressures will really Mm -hmm. drive utilities to focus on their costs rapidly and intelligent automation is a a way in, in which you can make rapid improvements
0: definitely well thank you so much to both today it's been fantastic to listen to your perspectives and um and your learnings as well so thank you both